All right, welcome to the show. Michael Anderson here, The Big Idea and Smart People Money Show. Welcome to the program. So today I'm coming to you. It is June 2021, and what I'm thinking about, and by the way, I just hit record and start talking. There's no uh, agenda in front of me. There's no map in front of me. Sometimes I find doing it this way brings out some, I don't know, some salient content. Uh, (laughs) It's a little more free flow, a little more... Uh, conversational, even though it's just me here today. Um, And as funny as that is, uh, that's just how it goes. So I'm going to speak with you about some thoughts that uh, come to mind here. And uh, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I don't know which way I want to take it first. uh, But uh, I guess I'm seeing some articles now and talking about uh, what we learned in 2020 and other things like that. And uh, one of the things that people talk about, this is for business owners in a magazine I receive, it talked about uh, starting a podcast, becoming a podcaster, and how that benefited uh, this particular business owner in 2020 by doing that. And there certainly are a lot of new podcasts coming out. I've uh, grabbed on to a few that uh, I've I've enjoyed, and uh, and that's been interesting. There's a few longer term podcasts I've listened to that uh, for some reason, I think it's mostly my interest level has waned on that particular subject. So I've unsubscribed there because I'm not listening. And then I've re, uh, re-upped or rather with that time, I've found a few other podcasts that I've subscribed to. Uh, but certainly the amount of podcast hours that are being listened, I think is increasing as people are listening to podcasts. And also we're finding a lot more new podcasts I love how some of these are so niche, selectively niche-oriented. There was one podcast, and I did subscribe to it. I was fascinated by one particular episode, and uh, so I subscribed, and now I've listened to maybe five episodes or so in the last week. But this one that that I really enjoyed, it caught my eye because it was such a niche content thing um, that that I had to listen to it, and I'll tell you what the title was. But in addition to that... Um, they took this small niche thing, but then they kind of related it to so many other industries and businesses and things like that. And the title of the podcast um, was How to Be a Rockstar Fishing Guide. And uh, you may have heard I did a an episode on the big idea with a fishing guide recently. And uh, in my opinion, he was a rockstar fishing guide. And, uh, and so I wanted to see what this particular person had to say and they themselves were a guide and, uh, but they related that idea to uh, multiple other businesses and it just goes along. It it went all along to talk about the importance of meeting people's needs and, and having the dialogue and communication around expectations, uh, to make sure that they're their desires got service for that particular trip and experience. And that is true. That relates to just about every business you can think of to try and make sure that uh, the expectations are known, um, cl- cleverly and clearly communicated, and then uh, and then fulfilled. So uh, a good show there uh, by Tom Rowland. And uh, anyhow, I, I, it's always interesting to find these new podcasts and see new ones coming up. And then as I've mentioned a few times on the program, I've I've been back and forth on how I want to do my podcast. Of course, it started um, a few years ago, and it was an interview format mostly with higher production qual- qualities to that. And then um, I've transitioned to 
um, removing all the sponsors and, uh, and, and segmentation and uh, recording it myself in a way that um, I can kind of control more specifically the content that I'm going to be putting on. Um, but what happens with not having that studio time is, is I'm a little bit less regular and I have not been pleased with, uh, with how that's worked out, but some of that falls on myself. And so, um, but I do, I do kind of like this solo show and I also like the interview show. So that's, uh, that's all, you know, and such is life, right? You have to decide where you're going and what you want to be doing to make sure that you're able to, uh, to run with that. And, and I haven't been super clear on that with the podcast. So that's one area that's been a little bit tricky for me, but, uh, but anyhow, here I am today, turned on the recording device and, uh, laying down some audio for you. So what else can we talk about? All right. The big idea show, um, today, one thing I'm, as I read through a few articles and a lot of, you know, I like to use betterment. Betterment is the custodian that I have. Um, one thing I've heard, I've heard this from a few people and looked at a few articles that kind of discussed, mentioned this, uh, the idea of betterment and, and who it fits and what the best client is for betterment, betterment being a robo advisor, helping with investments. And I use them as a financial advisor on their platform for financial advisors to use that technology, but it's under, uh, my firm. And so, you know, it's kind of like any you know, uh, you go to a car dealership, uh, well, the dealership gets the cars from that manufacturer or custodian and, uh, and then, and then give, offers them to you very similar in the investment world and the custodian or manufacturer is betterment as far as, as far as for me, um, and, and the clients that I work with doing investment management. Um, but to, to kind of highlight what they do and how that works and who they're fit for, um, it's a little different than some of these other firms that are out there. And I think that's something that I can speak about a little bit just to help people understand. Um, the big thing with, with Betterment and what attracted me to them as a partner, um, is that they, they do a very, very good job of keeping the costs low using some of technology's advancements to, uh, do things like tax loss harvesting which is a big deal on taxable accounts. And then also um, this, this uh, reallocation process uh, that they do very well with exchange-traded funds and mutual funds, and they keep the costs very low. So it's in addition to that, when you're a client and you log in, you see exactly what you're looking to see. How's the performance? Where's the money at? What are the fees that I've paid? What's, you know, it's easy to see. It's right there in front of you. Many, many clients over the years, as I've worked for numerous other uh, investment firms, City Personal Wealth Management, Wells Fargo Advisors, um, a lot of these firms have statements that are 12 pages and it's extremely confusing. You don't, you don't really know what's going on. It's just so hard to digest the information. It's all there, but it's, it's very complex to, to look at and people, people struggle with that. I've seen it for years. Well, I like that the way that, that Betterman has, has 
simplified things and made it easier in that in that capacity. So, all right, that's a few things as far as what I've liked about Betterment. The performance has been right on pace with with everything. I mean, they're using these exchange traded funds and and mutual funds, and um, they give me the ability to allocate in a growth component or allocate in a you know in a conservative way. Um, they've partnered with BlackRock, Goldman Sachs, Vanguard, numerous, numerous different uh, available options for investment. So I mention all that because there have been times I've heard, you know, and heard and seen in articles where other firms have partnered with Betterment as well. And they say, well, we use that for our smaller clients. And the reason they say that is because it's very easy to onboard, to get a client onboarded, or it doesn't take a tremendous amount of paperwork. Um, but what they're, what they're missing is it's a great tool for small and large clients. People, um, often kind of miss, I guess they're misguided in the idea that because it's easy to onboard someone and they're using ETFs, it must be, um, a lower end tool. And I disagree with that because there are numerous options available in terms of the allocation, Um, to go growth, to go conservative, to use Goldman Sachs, to use BlackRock, uh, to use dimensional funds. There's just so many options there. And, uh, and that's, that's a wonderful tool. That's a wonderful capability. So, so it's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing. I've enjoyed it very much. And I just wanted to share that and highlight some of that stuff. Now, some people say, well, what, what's the bad side of it or what's the difficult side of it? And there's two that I'll share. Um, one is that it's 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 a tech kind of thing. Like as far as you get your statement online, um, you know they they mail you a copy of your statement through your email. You, you don't you don't get a hard copy in the mail. And some people, some older folks particularly, they still like you know and, and request hard copies in the mail only because they're not good at at you know logging into stuff. So that's one area where I've seen just a few issues. Another area that I'll say I've seen a few um, capability issues is clients that have um, in individual stocks or individual bonds, and they've had them for a long time where they have a low cost basis, and then uh, it would be a kind of a tax burden to sell. They don't like the idea of transitioning to betterment because they would have to sell those to go into a new allocation. Um, and so they're, they're kind of less interested in doing that because they want to hold those positions individually. And, uh, and so that's the other area where I think the capability hasn't been, uh, hasn't been the best. So, um, anyhow, that's, that's kind of the, some of the pros and, and a few of the cons that I've observed. I've liked them very much. I'm sticking with them. Um, I've also been exploring uh, Schwab, and I, I do have a relationship with Schwab, but I haven't I haven't transitioned to them. There's a few things that I think are interesting about what they do, and uh, I did have a relationship with Motif, and I did I did end that relationship. I, I um, anyhow, so that's just a few things about the business where I'm at, and now I'm just kind of rambling on that, but uh, we'll switch topics to another thing. Um, summer's here. How about that? It's June. Summer is here. Summer plans are in full swing. We've got our first camping trip coming up. Very excited to take the kids camping. We've done a few weekend trips over the last month, and now 
Uh, we've got a couple more weekend and extended weekend trips over the summer. Uh, this will be one coming up real soon, and we're going with another family that has some young kids. So hopefully we'll get a little Frisbee golf in, some time um, riding some bikes around the campsite, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I- I'm thrilled. My kids, I think, are at the prime camping age. They're 9, 7, and 5, and uh, they're not particularly outdoorsy, I would say. They're in the throes of enjoying tech too much coming off the pandemic. So as we drag them outside, they're, uh, we struggle with that a little bit. Uh, I think it's going to be beautiful, but, um, but it's not, uh, it's not the easiest thing, uh, I guess. So we'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned to see how that one goes. I'm sure it's going to go great, but, uh, but I do have, a little bit of uh, worries uh, in the back of my mind with the activities we're going to do. And hopefully it's fun and not uh, like a complain fest. You know, that's when it's the worst when the kids just sit there and complain and run their mouth about, Oh dad, can I do this? I don't want to do that. I don't want to. And it's just get negative. And uh, anyhow, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. There, there's that one. Um, what else can we talk about for you? Have a nice little, uh, recording here, sharing lots of, of good information. You know, a lot of people look at, uh, the pandemic and I've talked about this before. I've gotten into fishing a little bit. Um, maybe a lot, (laughs) particularly it's been bass fishing, um, for, for the last uh, few months. And that's been a lot of, a lot of fun. I did find a bass club here in my County to join and nice people, um, learning a lot from from them and and uh it's been really good there i did go with a friend uh surf fishing never done that so uh, but he took me to a spot and he's like uh, here's what you do here's how it works here's how it goes okay 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 cool and i want you to try and cast right over there so i did and um immediately i'm catching uh these yellow surf perch and a uh, nice size i don't know how big they are maybe half pound or something. I'm not sure, but, um, but it was so fun in the matter of 45 minutes, we caught, I caught seven, uh, surf perch and I was like, wow, how cool. What a, what a neat little, neat little deal to, uh, to do that. So I was grateful for that experience. Um, and it's nice to, I mean, I, I always feel like it's nice to explore new things if you can and, uh, and give them a try and, uh, you never know what kind of grabs you. And that's, that's something that I've kind of done, I think, for a long time. Just I'm open to explore kind of some of these ideas. And oftentimes I'm more open than, than um, or I should say, there are times when I'm very open and there are times where I'm not that interested. I've had the opportunity to do surf fishing a few times, you know, over the past year. And I've, I've kind of said, no, not interested. And just for whatever reason, this the friend asked me and I was interested and we went. So it's, that's the other thing. It's life's funny that way, the, the timing of things and how they work and when they work. And, you know, I, it's always interesting to think about, but, uh, Hey, well, this episode's kind of been like a, a journal here. Here I am sharing all my, uh, my deep thoughts here and getting them out. How nice is that? And this is a public podcast. So, uh, you get to live them with me. Thanks for that. Um, we're going to end it there. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll look to get back with you soon. I do have a couple interesting interviews coming up that uh, hopefully I'll get the audio right with and we'll, we'll be able to, to have some good content for you. 
So be well. Uh, Welcome to uh, June here, and hopefully summer treats you well. All right. Take care. Signing off.